0: begin to pray father we're asking you now to begin to open our ears lord we are praying to you and we know that you hear us why because your word says that you are attentive to the the prayers of the righteous your word says that a fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much lord and i thank you that you are hearing us today lord i thank you for what you've already done in this service i thank you that people's lives are being changed at the very moment that we speak forth the word of god Father, we thank you that you're bringing wisdom and revelation. God, change us. Let us not look to somebody else during this time and say, change them, Lord. But let us look at ourselves. Let us reflect on ourselves how we can be changed, never to be the same, in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Amen. And the church said, Amen. Amen. I said, the church said, Amen. 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 Okay, you know, saying Amen to a preacher is like saying sickem to a dog. (laughs) one guy got it amen (laughs) today we're gonna i'm gonna finish up a series that we started on and and i'm excited about what god is doing because this series has been changing lives anybody been here for the first three foundational laws of marriage and we're also talking about not only marriage but we're talking about relationships so those of you that are that are single or 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 right now currently single i want you i want you to understand that this relationships work what we're teaching about we works in all relationships not just marriage but i am going to focus on the on the relationship between a husband and a wife i want us to begin to look at this because we know that there are three main issues that cause problems in marriage do you, anybody know what they are money finances is one how about another one yeah. Com- sex y'all want to get that sex in there right sex sex is another one how about the third one Communication, that's right. So finances, sex, and communication, those are the three issues why people get a divorce. That's it. It's very simple, and we can identify those, and we can understand that. And we know that God God does not like divorce. He hates divorce. It's clear in His Word. But you know what? If you get married, and you follow these foundational laws, here's what will happen. You can have a marriage... That will work 100% of the time. And nobody's ever told us, wait a minute, I can have a marriage that works 100% of the time. How many of you want a marriage that works 100% of the time? Amen. I'm, I'm glad to see some of the young kids put their hands up. They, I want one that works 100% of the time. We do that and we can do it. The only way we can do it is by the way God wants us to do it. See, man did not invent marriage. God did. Come on, Somebody. God ordained marriage. He created marriage. He created marriage, the institution of marriage. And we've talked about the different laws that operate. Do you realize that 50% of all the people in the world are married and that this is the lowest number in the history of the world? Do you realize that? 50%. I mean, and and it's declining. Many people live together. That's wrong. God's not going to bless the mess. And I, I can say this with no condemnation. I've been there. I've lived with somebody, and God didn't bless it. Come on, somebody. But when you get it right, when you repent and ask for forgiveness, God can begin to change some things. Marriage is God's answer. Say that. Marriage is God's answer. It's the answer. It's the answer for us to be able to overcome some things in our lives. We all need help. <laughs> Shelley can tell you I need help in my marriage. Amen? Can I get a witness? <laughs> what you talking about? We all need help in our marriage. But this is a way this marriage will work 100% of the time if we'll do it the way God wants to do it. Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. It says, For the cause, this cause a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall cleave to his wife. And the two shall become one. Now, we've looked at this scripture. We see that there is the law of priority that operates in there. That we're to, rele- we're to leave one relationship with a father and a mother. And there's no other way in the Bible that says that, a, that a, you're to leave this relationship of a father and mother and cleave to your spouse or your wife. Amen? So we've got to leave this relationship. We've got to disconnect from this relationship. All right. That doesn't mean you don't ever talk to mom and dad. Because the Bible still says, honor your father and mother. Amen? So we, we leave this relationship in a priority, and we realize and understand that during this time that we are to cleave to our wife. It says right here we're to cleave to our, basically our spouse. So he says man was created to leave his father and his mother and to cleave to his wife. So that's what we saw Adam do that with Eve. And we're going to talk a little bit about some things today and understand this next law. The first law we went through was the law of priority. Say priority. Priority. Does anybody remember what the second law was? The law of pursuit. That's right. The law of pursuit. You've got to pursue after that person. He says to cleave to, to adhere to, to cling to. It meant to, to actively seek after my wife. And I can tell you I actively sought after Shelley. Come on, somebody. I actively sought after her. So that law of pursuit, we realize and understand that we need to pursue each other. It's amazing how when you first date and you first go out, yeah, they're pursuing you. They're in hot pursuit, actually. Come on, somebody. And then, and then what happens? You get married, and then, then, then kids come, and then pressures of life come, and then all of a sudden what? They're not pursuing you any longer. We've got to rekindle that and bring that law of pursuit back up. Amen? We've got to begin to pursue after your mate. Amen? So the third law that we talked about was, was uh, the law of possession. And that what I have belongs to Shelley, and what Shelley has belongs to me. What's mine is hers, and listen, what's hers is mine. It's not what's, what's, what's yours is mine and what's mine is mine. That's, that's not it. That's what the world says. What's yours is mine and what's mine is mine, and... Uh, we know that the law of possession, everything I have, she should have an input on. She, and I mean, it not only finances, yeah, everything. What about your body? Absolutely. The, body, the Bible says that my body belongs to her, and her body belongs to me. Can I get an amen? I mean, that, that is, the, we're talking about the law of possession. So today I want us to look at some things, because there are some laws that God used that are available, and they, well, these laws are actually... Um, they're at work today. You can see the law of gravity at work today. It is set forth. The law of gravity is going to work. It doesn't matter how big you are, how little you are, what you look like, what you don't look like. If you step off the top of this church building, you're going to splat. That's a law that he's put forth. And God has governed laws, not only physical laws, aerodynamics. That you know, He's governed laws. He's put laws in here to govern our, our marriage, basically. And that's what we've looked at. We've looked at those three laws. And I, I want to look at this fourth law today. We're going to look at this fourth law today, and that is the law of purity. See, these laws that God put forth today are still operable today, and he put them forth in the beginning, in Genesis chapter 2. So turn, look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 25, and I want us to begin to look at this. It says, And a man and his wife were both naked, And they were not ashamed. Wow. All I know is that there is the law of purity that's operating here in order for that to take place. Every single generation since Adam and Eve have operated under these laws. They have. And they're going to continue to operate under these laws. When impurity begins to come forth in a marriage, there is some consequences to it. So we're going to talk about purity. Say purity. When you look at this word, it says, And a man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. That word naked comes from a Hebrew word, and it's called arom. And it means naked. It means bare. It means to be exposed before one another completely. I mean, completely. You don't have your socks on. Totally. All right? Exposed. Now, I want us to look at this. I want us to think about this thing, all right? Bring your mind back to the Word of God, all right? And let's take a look at this thing. See, the law of purity is this. God designed a marriage to operate in an atmosphere of purity. And in that atmosphere of purity, we can expose ourselves one to another as long as you don't sin against me. And if you do sin against me, you take responsibility for it, okay? As long as you don't sin against me, I can share my dreams. As long as you don't sin against me, I can share my hopes. I can share some thoughts that I have and some feelings that I have. As long as you don't sin against me, I can share those things. But what happens is sin begins to come in, and we aren't willing to share it. We no longer want to feel... We don't feel... We feel vulnerable and we don't want to feel that way. So in this law of purity, as we gain an understanding of it, we have to realize that it was from the very beginning. And in the very beginning, you see the differences in the sensitivities. See, with Adam and Eve in the garden, and I'm going to be talking about some things that might be sensitive to some younger ears, But so we do have nurseries available and children's church available if you want to take them out. But, um, but I want us to talk about in the beginning. Because in the beginning, he created Adam and Eve. And when sin came into the garden, the first thing they did was they hid their genitals. They hid themselves in the genital area. And you begin to look at genitals, and here's, the, here's what it is. You know, men and women are, are really alike, except for genitals. Now, the genitals are this. The differences and the sensitivities of a person. The differences. See, there are differences between men and women, and that's the difference. Can I get an amen? Y'all okay? You have some of y'all going, I can't believe he said that in church. (laughs) If you aren't going to get it in here and get a godly perspective on it, you're going to get it out there, and it's not going to be a godly perspective. Amen. Amen? But here's what I'm after, the law of purity. So the first thing that happened, you remember? You remember, you've read it. I hope you've read it. If you haven't read it, read it. I mean, they're, they're walking along and, and, you know, they have sinned and God's calling out to them in the garden. And what's happened? They've covered themselves up with fig leaves. They've taken leaves and they've covered themselves up. They've covered their differences and they've covered their sensitivity. Because your body, the most sensitive parts are your, in your body are the genitals. And that's the differences between men and women. Are y'all with me? Y'all okay? Okay. Can I go on? Okay. So they covered this up. Remember? And then the fall of man took place. And what was it that Adam did? God, that woman, you gave me. She probably put on another fig leaf. And another fig leaf. And another fig leaf. And another fig leaf. And another fig leaf. And, fig leaf, and, fig leaf, and she was covered. She was no longer naked and unashamed. See, when you have a relationship and the law of purity is operating in there, then you can, with your spouse, you can be naked and unashamed. Come on, somebody. But what happens is impurity begins to come in. Selfish desires, the things that I want, and I see her fault, and I voice those things, and all of a sudden she does what? Covers up. And no longer will she share her differences or sensitivities with me. Now, well, obviously, Eve shared that with Adam because they had some children. So, but there was things that were changed. It was different. She began to cover up. And we have to realize in the law of purity that we have got to keep it to the point where we don't cover up. So we've got to keep the marriage bed pure. We've got to have purity in our lives, and with each other. Amen? So let's begin to look at this thing. When you're walking in purity, your relationship, and you're careful how you treat your spouse, okay? I'm walking in this relationship with my spouse, my wife, and I'm careful how I treat her, then we'll be able to deal with any sensitivities. We'll be able to deal with any differences because we're naked and unashamed. And when we understand that and we begin to speak and act that way then we take the fig leaves off and we're able to be naked and unashamed in front of each other. In other words, here's a word that might be a little more user friendly for you, transparent. Say transparent. It means you can see through it. You can see through you can see the other person as they are and you love that other person as they are no matter what. Amen. So we begin to look at this and we begin to understand. Adam and Eve, they walked and talked with God, didn't they? In the cool of the morning. They had conversations with, the, with God Almighty. And they walked and talked with Him. They shared probably emotions. They shared probably fears. They shared all these different things when they did that. And, and then all of a sudden, that relationship, because of impurity was changed. And that was the fall in Genesis chapter 3. All of a sudden, what do you see after that? No more deep discussions. No more sharing of emotions. No more talks and walking in the garden. In fact, they were banished from the garden. Come on, somebody. Come on, let's get in the spiritual realm and let's see how this can relate to our relationships, not only in marriage, but our relationships with each other. We're not transparent towards anybody else. A lot of us come into church here today, got our church face on, all looking good, everything's all right, and you know it's not all right. You know you're coming in here with a broken heart. You know you're coming in here needing healing and and a touch from God and a word that'll change your life. But we're afraid to do that. You know why? Because we've put these fig leaves on, We've, we've covered up. Listen to this. You can only expose yourself in an atmosphere of purity. Let me say that again. You can only expose yourself in an atmosphere of purity. When impurity enters, verbal abuse, insensitivity, sarcasm, hatefulness, selfishness. Do we got everybody yet? <laughs> it's like, keep going, we're going to get me. Jealousy. Anger, when it comes in, listen, and you don't take responsibility for it, it causes problems. It destroys the atmosphere in which God created marriage to operate in. It destroys that. And you violate the law of purity. I don't want to violate the law of purity. I have violated the law of purity. I've made fun of some things that my wife said. I've laughed about it, shared a dream with me. Oh, that is stupid. And you've done it too. Anybody that's done it, can I get an amen? Can, come on, is that all that's done it? I know there's more than that that's done it. We've said some stuff, and it was wrong. We shouldn't have done it. We've violated that law of purity. And you know what happened? Cover up. Cover up. I see it with, with people that I counsel. I mean, people come in and and they talk about, you know why he he won't talk to me. You know why he won't talk? Because he's been violated. And he's afraid that anything he says now that you're going to use against him. I knew this one was going to be a tough one. Pure atmosphere. Pure atmosphere is where you can expose anything. I I want that with my wife. I want to be able to come in and share a dream or a hope or a feeling or a thought and not be ridiculed. Not be belittled. Not be put down. Not be kicked around. Wouldn't you? I mean, there's been times... Where you can argue and you can argue and you can argue and you can argue your point and you can get your point across and you can make them feel like they're the ones that was wrong. And you can be a prosecuting attorney and you can bring forth this and bring forth that and bring that out of the past and that out of 20 years ago and that out of that. And you can be a prosecuting attorney and you can wear them out and you can have that. Or you can operate in the law of purity. Purity. How does the law of purity operate? How can I do that? I mean, there's some of you right here tonight, today that feel like you've fallen out of love. And I'm here to tell you, you can get back in love if you'll operate in the law of purity. Well, I don't know. I just don't have any emotions for him any longer. Well, that can change. It's because you've violated the law of, not only priority, the law of pursuit, the law of possession, and now you've violated the law of purity. But how, 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 how do we do that? I have found the greatest way for me not to violate the law of purity is when I'm wrong, I tell her I'm wrong. I can come back in and say, honey, you know what? I, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry I said that. Will you forgive me for saying that? I should have listened to you and I didn't listen to you. I should have done some things and, and, and asked for forgiveness before. And now sometimes, sometimes now I can say I'm sorry a whole bunch. I'm sorry, honey. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, honey. I'm sorry, honey. I'm, I'm sorry, honey. I'm, I'm sorry, honey. I'm, I, you know, I'm sorry. Shelly, will you forgive me for this? And she's like, look. We're just talking here. I'm not asking you to repent and ask for forgiveness. You don't have to do that. It's there. And guess what happens? The fig leaves come down. She exposes herself to us, to me. And I, in turn, expose myself to her. And now you can have conversations that are deep. Conversations that have meaning, that have substance. Conversations that say, I value you and I value your input and I value what you say. What you say matters to me. Whether I agree or disagree, what she says matters to me. Come on, somebody. And I, in turn, can have the same thing. The worst thing of it is is for us to try to talk to each other one in one room and one in the other and I don't don't hear when I'm, I'm looking at the back of her head. I kind of am a face-to-face guy. I like to be able to try to read lips if I can. Look at the facial expressions. But how, how, how can I stir this emotion back up? How can I stir this back up? You might need to go and apologize. I know that's a tough word, especially for guys to say, I'm sorry. Say that, I'm sorry. Let's say it again. I'm sorry, one more time. i just want to practice it so you can go home and do it. All right, we're in training. We're warriors. And we're training. And we're going to have to learn to say? And that's in both areas. It's not just the men, it's the women too. He's always right, you know. Always right. That's because he's never said I'm sorry. Jimmy Evans, who wrote the book on Marriage on the Rock, he talks about the relationship that he had with his wife, and I mean it came to a point in five years in their marriage. I mean, he played golf, and that's what he did all the time, and 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 and, and his marriage was falling apart and she had been covered. And he had never once went and said, I'm sorry. And he said it was at a point where they had an argument, and it was so bad that he knew that they were going to separate. And he was in the living room, and he said, God, help me. And the Spirit of God began to help him. He would receive the Spirit of God to begin to teach and to train him. And it showed him a lot of different things, and he went back into his wife, and he said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the way I treated you. I'm sorry that I didn't value you. And she had never heard that in five years, never And guess what happened? Fig leaf came off. And now they've been married some 20 some odd years. They violated the law of purity. And when you violate the law of purity, the greatest thing is to take responsibility. Take responsibility. Take responsibility. But I didn't do it! It doesn't matter. Take responsibility. She was supposed to pay the bill. Well, take responsibility. Quit being a whiner and take responsibility. Somebody's got to step up and take responsibility. Look, I'm going to take responsibility for this. But it's not your responsibility, it is my responsibility. I'm going to take responsibility for this area in my life, and I'm going to not violate the law of purity because I want to have an intimate relationship, a relationship in which God designed. Look at the Scripture. He said they were both naked and unashamed. They were vulnerable. They were transparent. They had no fig leaves on, and then all of a sudden, sin came in, and they had to cover themselves up. I want to be that way. I'm telling you, God sees behind the fig leaves anyway. You can come in here and you can have your fig leaves on and and be all built up. And be covering yourself. See, what happens is, God created marriage. And He created a place where we can give our thoughts and give our emotions... You know what he's created, a place with Shelley and I? A safe place. Oh, listen to me, church. He's created a safe place. A place that I can, from the world, I can come and I can have a safe place with her. And I want that same thing for you. I want that safe place. Do you understand? Not a place where I share so, She shares something with me. And then I talk to somebody else about it? I've just violated the law of purity. Well, it depends on who you talk to. Some people come to, you got Christian leaders in your life and they are, you're coming for advice, counsel. The Bible says there's safety in the multitude of counsel. I'm not talking about that. And if she brings a dream to me, and I laugh, ha, 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 it's stupid. What have I done? What have I done, church? I've violated this law. She's going to do what? But baby, I want to be intimate tonight. Ain't happening. Right? Come on, Right? Men do the same thing. They might come home and, and, you know what, we didn't make enough money. There's more bills to be paid. And what he hears is, you don't make enough money. You better get back out there and go to work. And she says, let's be intimate tonight. And he's like, I'm too tired. Right? What happened? He covered himself up because he violated the law of purity god created marriage and he created it to be a safe place a safe place and we can't violate that and it's hard it takes work doesn't it it takes work for us not to violate that law of purity and there's times where i've got to come back and shelly's done the same thing just look i'm transparent before you guys we have discussions And a lot of times our discussions are just that, discussions. And we may not agree, we may not see eye to eye, and there may be some issues and some things that we're dealing with, just like you guys do. And there's times we have to relate to one another, and there's times where hours may go by, and I've got to come back and say, look, I messed up. You're right, I should have listened to you. I should have done it. I should have just listened. Whether I agreed or not. There's times we should come back and say, You know what? I, I don't want to discuss this. How can we get through this thing? And all of a sudden, we begin to start confessing our sins one to another. And we talk to each other and say, Look... I, I I should have done this. He said, well, you know, I understand. But, you know, I should have done this. I said, no, oh, honey, it's not your fault. I should have done this. No, honey, it's not your fault. You should have done that. I could have done this and I would have done that. Honey, it's not. And then all of a sudden we end up hugging and all of a sudden, guess what? The fig leaves are off and woo, baby. You know what I'm talking about. Those of you that are laughing know what I'm talking about. Why? Because... She heard something that she's probably not heard much before. I'm sorry. I was wrong. I was wrong. You were right. I said it. The preacher told me to say it. Now let's get intimate. (laughs) Wrong attitude. (laughs) Wrong heart. Right? But if we don't violate this law of purity, then what happens is we begin to let down our guard. Now I want to go another step. It's the same way with relationships with each other. If Irma and I are talking, and I'm trying to be pure in heart, and she is too. She tells me something to pray about. And I go tell 15 other people, pray about this. Most of the time, I'm gossiping. Because we know the intent of the heart. But she wants to come to me and in purity, know that she's being vulnerable... And setting herself up. And that I won't hurt you. Isn't that right? I don't want to hurt anybody. That's not the intent of a heart. And when you operate in impurity. That's what happens. You hurt people. And when you hurt people. Put up a wall. They put on a fig leaf. But when we come together. And we say hey look. I'm going to stand before you. And this is it, I can stand before her now, and I mean, aged, overweight, that's about as far as I'm going. (laughs) But I can stand before her with my impurities, and she and I can have a relationship that does not violate the law of purity. He said, and a man and his wife, a man and his wife, not just the women and not just the men, they were both naked and unashamed. Both. Say both. See, what happens sometimes is, let's just break this down. What happens sometimes is you think, well, she can do it, but I don't have to. That's not the way God designed it. He designed it for both of you to do that. The law of purity. And a man and his wife were both naked and not ashamed. God's design for marriage. God came and created man and woman. And he created the laws that protect the integrity of this relationship. That's what he came to, to do set these laws in place and to make sure that they could love each other year after year after year and nothing would violate this or cause this relationship to be unhappy that's how god created it and that's the type of marriage that i'm after it's god's design for marriage I want to have God's design, don't you? I want to have God's design, don't you? That's what I want. I want to know the pattern. I want to look at it, and I want to see it. And I I want to honor these laws. Listen, your life will change. Your marriage will change if you honor the law of priority. And you put God first, and your spouse second. And your family third. And your church forth and on down the line. If you don't violate that law, then good things will happen. We look at the the law of pursuit. If you begin to start pursuing after them, hunting after them, seeking them out, it, it was different for me. It was difficult for me because I wasn't used to being pursued. And then when Shelly began to pursue me, y'all didn't hear that. When Shelly began to pursue me, (laughs) it was hard for me. Really. It was difficult for me. I was able to, we were transparent, I was able to tell her some things that I wasn't used to this. And she honored me and kept that pure. That's what it's about. We'll begin to look at these. I'm going to ask the praise and worship team to come on up. We begin to look at these, and you begin to understand and realize that the same way with the law of possession, that what I possess is hers. Everything I've got is hers. Everything she's got is mine. Everything, good and bad, it's mine. I don't have hers and mine. We've got ours. It's ours. Do you hear me? It's ours. We begin to look at this. and We begin to understand this. These laws, we begin to look at this. Priority, pursuit, possession, and the law of purity today. God's design for marriage. Check this out. These laws are for every person. These laws are for every generation. It doesn't matter how big you are, how little you are. It doesn't matter if you're rich or if you're poor. It doesn't matter if you're black, if you're white, if you're Mexican, if you're Caucasian, or European, Native American. It doesn't matter. If you take these laws... And operate in these laws. Listen. You will be blessed. Do you know what the word blessed means? To be empowered to prosper. Say that. Empowered to prosper. In every area in your life. Now. If you don't. Operate in these laws. And you violate these laws there are consequences to your actions. And I'm telling you from somebody that had violated every one of these laws that there were consequences to my actions. And the relationship was not good. I want you to have a good relationship. I want you to have a God relationship. And I want 100% of the marriages to survive. The onslaught from the enemy. 100%. And I believe that if you'll operate in these four laws. You will be blessed. And you'll come out a winner. Amen. Amen. Let me just pray. Father right now in the name of Jesus. Lord I just ask you now. to, To examine ourselves. Where we have. Operated. In this law. Lord examine ourselves today where we have violated this law. And Lord, I, I pray that right now that we will begin to grow. and we will begin to mature. And Lord, I thank you that you are going to release a peace of understanding in the Word that from the very beginning that for this reason That you've created these laws. And Lord, where we violated this law of purity. Just where we violated. Just I want you just to ask the Holy Spirit in your heart. where You know where you violated that. And Lord, I'm asking you to give us strength to be able to come to one another in relationships and marriage relationships. Where we violated those laws and ask for forgiveness. Not only from you. But also forgiveness from each other. Lord, I just ask you to comfort us and strengthen us. Because we want your design for marriage. In Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen.